Thanks for joining us today for Bread of Life, a ministry of Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho. At the core of our ministry is the conviction that Christ is our sufficiency in all things. Our prayer is that the message today might bring your thoughts near to Christ's abundant grace. To contact us, please call us at 208-331-4096. That number again is 208-331-4096. And now here for a brief introduction is our speaker, Joel Van Hoogen. One of the primary ways that God communicates himself to us as we grow in our relationship with him is by telling us his story. That is what any couple would do when they bond with one another. They will bond around sharing their stories with each other. The Bible is the story of God that he has told us of himself and his pursuit to bring us to him. We show a disregard for him if we don't read it, and in it we don't listen to him as he tells us his story. Now the next thing God would have us do in loving him is to love those he loves, to love others. And the best way to do that is, you guessed it, listen to their stories too. They have something to tell us. And this desire to share your stories with others was put in you by a God who prizes relationships. We must ask the Spirit to give us ears to listen to them. We must know them through God's love for them. Just as the Spirit comes to bring a knowing of God to our own lives, He would lead us now into a knowing of one another and others. Remember what James said in James 1.27. Pure and undefiled religion in the sight of our God and Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. Now, my point here is that this growing relationship that we express with God is one expressed in our willingness to listen to God and participate in His story as a result. And our growing then religion or life before others is our willingness through God to listen to them and participate in their stories. That takes a selflessness. Look at pure and undefiled religion, the sight of God our Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their stress, to keep oneself unstained from the world. Go one verse before that. The topic is still the same. It's on religion. It says this, if anyone thinks himself to be religious... And doesn't bridle his tongue, they deceive themselves, and the religion is worthless. Listen, if all you do is talk, and you don't listen, you don't have the right kind of religion, you're fooling yourselves. If you don't think that it's talking about listening, go back to James chapter 119, because the topic is still the same. No, my beloved brethren, everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak. If we had learned to listen better, we would see what a wonderful story most people have. The fact is all of us have stories to tell. We all have a past. We have a process we've gone through. It's developed the way we think that has made us the kind of people that we are. They expose why we make the decisions we make and the struggles we have. And we have parents who have influenced us and teachers who have influenced us and books that we've read. We've had the hand of God upon us throughout our lives in some way contributing to making us who we are and what we are. And the fact is that everybody would like to find someone who would just sit down and be patient enough to hear their story, wouldn't they? Just to let them tell about themselves. I think this is why there are so many people that are lonely. They're lonely because they don't have someone to learn their stories or to help them tell their stories. They've tried to tell their story, and they don't quite know how to get it out themselves. And the fact is, they don't really actually know themselves well enough to tell it. 
They don't understand themselves. But at the same time, having said all that, there's something very comforting when they're simply given the opportunity to express themselves and share their story. And by listening to them and treasuring their stories, real bonds of love between people begin to take shape. They just want to tell their story. As they tell it, they tell about their disappointments, they tell about their ambitions or their goals or their interests or their concerns and the trials that they've gone through and the struggles that they've faced and all the many things that have hurt them or blessed them or helped them and we just listen. We've actually spoke about how the Holy Spirit has come to reveal Christ to us, to make God known to us and that we have to welcome Him so that He can share and bring and draw us in deeper and deeper into that active relationship of listening to God and responding to God's story. But we've talked about how it's our responsibility to welcome the Spirit toward its work, but we should also notice that when we operate in the full measure of the Spirit's presence, that there are other things that take place as well. We don't always operate in the full measure of the Spirit's presence and work. That's why, again, I quoted already, Ephesians 5.18 says, Do not be drunk with wine, which is excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. But listen to this. That Holy Spirit who comes to make God known to us and reveal His relationship with us and draw us deeper and deeper in that relationship, that same Holy Spirit does something else. That Spirit that helps us listen to God by filling us with His own presence does something else. Ephesians 5.18 again. Do not be drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. The first four words of Ephesians 5.19 are this, speaking to one another, speaking to one another. Can I suggest to you that it's impossible to speak in the fullness of the Holy Spirit to one another unless at the same time you are listening to one another? Basically means conversing with one another. What in? The story of what God's doing, how God's working or of your own lives. A heart that welcomes the Spirit to come and communicate God to us is a heart that's ready as he listens to the Spirit to also listen to others. That's where we're getting to. That's what I want to talk about. This willingness on our part to kind of reverse the spirit of the age, which is all about communicating ourselves. It seems to be the last point of interest in Scripture. God's point of interest seems to be in communicating himself to us. And then as we come in relationship with us, communicating others to ourselves, listening to them and understanding them. Some years ago, I was in Colorado Springs at a conference, and I was the guest speaker at this conference that had about 200 guests, huge conference room, tables all out, and and now they ran out of hotel space. So they came to me and asked if I would be willing to add another guest. I could roll a bed into my room and wheel somebody. It was one of the first times I'd been a guest speaker, and I have to tell you, I was kind of disappointed. I kind of enjoyed the honor I had of having my own room where everybody else was doubled up, and middle of the night, a knock comes, and could they roll a bed into my room and send somebody up to the room with me? And I, all right. Well, the guest ended up being a Cambodian pastor by the name of Ernest Ung. And as Ernest Ung was sitting in there, he began to share with me and talk with me, and I began to ask him questions. You might imagine that he had a very thick accent that took quite a bit of effort to listen to him. But as he began to talk, he began to unfold things about his life that didn't fit the story that I knew of Cambodia, such as he indicated that he could have escaped Cambodia, but his parents decided not to leave for two weeks because they were going to throw a big birthday party for her mother, so they bought new plane tickets. That told me that he had to have been very wealthy. 
At the same time, he said, I'm so glad that they did that because if they hadn't done that, I wouldn't have met the Lord Jesus. Instead, I went through the killing fields. Now, doesn't that interest you? His failure to escape Cambodia and go through the killing fields had put him through an experience that brought him to Christ. An experience, obviously, from a person that had to have been a very wealthy person. So I continued to inquire of him and ask questions of him. And he began to unfold his story before me all night long. Well, you know, we began to build a relationship with one another. I found other opportunities to seek him out and find him. And I even traveled back to New York City. And there he shared more with me. He was so eager to tell me his story. I discovered that God had given him wonderful opportunities that while he was working as a janitor in a little church, they lived in the attic space above the church, and he would clean out the church. And when I went to his home on the bulletin board, the little note saying, Ernest, you forgot to sweep off the front porch, or Ernest, please open the window when you're cooking your food. It's filling the sanctuary, and people don't like the smell of the Asian cooking. And, and he saw me getting mad. I knew it was a little church. They could have come and told him that, but they had to put it at the door of his house. All they had to do was knock and say something to him. Kind of irritated me. He saw that as well, and that made him share more of his story with me. And I found out that the reason he had stayed in New York and not moved out with the migrating Cambodians that were coming into New York City was because God had given him a ministry that he wasn't telling anybody about because he didn't want to scandalize the Cambodian people. That he was actually at least one to two days a week going down to the United Nations that he was putting on the clothing of an ambassador for the country of Cambodia, and he was engaging with all the ambassadors and leaders of the nations around the world, that he had hosted tables where he sat with the prime minister of Japan, and he had become somewhat of an unstated or undeclared chaplain to the Asian community of world leaders. He wasn't telling anybody that because he thought they'd be scandalized by his power because the Khmer people were afraid of... Cambodians with political power. Anyhow, it all started because back in that bedroom when he was speaking to me initially, I kept asking questions and I kept listening. And so we learned together. We studied together and we talked together. You know, the truth is that I have an easier time listening to people when I'm overseas than I do here at home. I'm thinking about it. The reason is Their lives are so unlike mine, and they're so interesting and fascinating that I can't find my story in their story, right? I just have to listen to the story. I mean, I can't say to Ernest, who went to the killing fields, oh, yeah, I remember when something like that happened to me, you know? I can't. I just have to listen. That's what helps me listen better. You know what I think? I think we have to stop trying to find our story in other people's stories. I think we just have to listen to know them, to understand them. Not to find ourselves, but to find them before God so we know how to intercede for them and pray for them. So we know how to communicate to them. So that we can live out our relationship with God before them. Our Heavenly Father, I am caught up with the faces of these brothers and sisters who in the face of tremendous adversity rejoice in your salvation. Their lives are unlike the lives all around them. Eyes beaming, lives radiating, a love and contentment and joy in you. Everywhere else, lives that seem empty and poured out, and here a life that constantly is being poured out for your glory but seems so full. 
And I see what you're doing in their lives and I praise you and I glorify you and I ask that you would help us to bless them. Help us where we're able to come to the aid of their calling and ministry. Help us to provide them with the resources that they might need to carry that gospel forward, but not resources that would inhibit it. Ones that would actually strengthen their hands. Help us above everything else to be mindful to pray for them, that you guard them and keep them, and that you would open up before them doors and avenues to communicate the story of the Lord Jesus Christ to their friends and family members and neighbors. So more and more might come to you. God. And then we're here. There's us. And you're teaching us and you're instructing us. And we're such poor listeners. I am, Lord. Spirit of God who's come to make us attentive to you, O God. Spirit of God, fill us with an attentiveness to one another for the purpose and aim of blessing, of living out our love for you before them. We ask in Jesus' precious name. We're going to have to apply this message by practicing the art of inquiry, asking probing questions of those we know, and then pausing and giving time for them to respond. And just listen. May God help you to think of meaningful questions that show a real interest in the lives He has placed you before, placed you before to love them for His sake. This has been the Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho. For a copy of this message or any other, just call us at 208-331-4096. Until the next time, may the Lord bless you.